Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to KHM Today, your weekly resource for industry news and straight-up fun. I'm your host, Carolyn Orff, and today is April 5th, 2023. This month, we're celebrating so many wonderful things, including Autism Awareness and National Pickleball Month. So because of this, we have some amazing guests for you this month of April. So I hope you'll continue to stay tuned in. Please let me know if you're here today by posting something fun in the public chat. We'd love to hear from you. So it has been a very busy month. I know you all have followed me around. It has been a busy month of boot camps, vacation, and this la in this past weekend, the Las Vegas Travel Agent Forum. Anita Pagliasso and I enjoyed um, seeing so many KHM agents in person, um, but also meeting those that tune in from other areas. That was really fun as well. So we are. Um, I'm happy to be back in my home studio uh, with all of you today. So we have two very special guests with us today. The first is Karen Vera, Vice President of Sales, and Norma Rodriguez, Director of Strategic Accounts for Travel Leaders Network, which is the travel consortia that KHM Travel Group is a part of. Welcome, ladies. Thank you, Carolyn. Happy to be here. Thank you. Great. Great so being we'll, here. There they are. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for asking us. So one of the fun things that I got to participate in this past weekend was the Las Vegas Travel Agent Forum, and we were able to see so many agents from different places come up to our table, and one of the most common questions uh, we were asked is, what consortia is KHM a part of? Karen, why is the consortia agent or host relationship so important? Hi. Uh, thanks, Carolyn. That's a great question, and I'm sure... If I was on the other side, you know, as an agent, I'd be asking that same question. You know, I have a, a saying when people ask me that are not in the business, what do you do? And I tried to explain what a consortium is. I said, we're like the mothership. Mm -hmm. So what we do is, you know, we negotiate um, preferred suppliers uh, for our members. We do their marketing. We take care of their technology. We come up with um, any kind of program that's going to earn them incremental money. Um, we put on a lot of events. Of course, we put on a conference. We always try to keep them in the know. And we are their mothership, their backup. Something goes wrong. They need help. They need to know where to go. We unfortunately all went through a pandemic and several mm -hmm. other things. Uh, so we're, we're kind of their, their right hand. And mm -hmm. um, we love it. We love working with all our members, especially KHM. <laughs> well, and I think that that's really fun when we um, when we are talking with our preferred par partners and I get a chance to speak to so many on a weekly basis. One of the questions I always ask is, what's your game changer? Like, why should we really care mm -hmm, about you guys? Mm -hmm. So to you both, Norma and Karen, like what's TLN's game changer? Why would I choose TLN over really anything else or nothing at all? Okay. You want me to go, Norma? Um, you, you started and I'll finish it up because there's <laughs> so much, right? There is so much. And I guess the most important is that we really are the biggest consortia out there. And why is that important for someone is because we have a lot of great relationships. We're able to do a lot more things than a lot of the other consortia uh, mm -hmm. are, you know, due to their size. We have the strength. Uh, we've created some phenomenal programs that are, are revenue producing, one being our agent profiler. It's a lead generation program. And I'd have to say if, if anything pops out right now, it's that because we are getting so many leads 
uh, via Google, our members are. Mm -hmm. And um, if you want to know more about agent profile and you don't know it, if you're KHM, I would say speak to Denise. And if for some reason you're not, speak to KHM so you can join and do it. But agent <laughs> profile brings you leads. Right. On your specialties. So we're selling the agents and the advisors out there. Google. That is definitely a game changer. And I know we've seen so many agents really be successful at it. And what I love about the program, just coming from the teacher's perspective, is that you really have to sit back and think about you yep. as an agent and what you bring to the table, because mm -hmm. that's part of building right. that profile and telling about yourself, which a lot of us are not very good at. You're absolutely right. We uh, we just uh, we used to have this when we started Agent Profile about right before pandemic, maybe two years before. We're just going to start this again, which is a profile writer. Uh, this time it'll be a, a small nominal charge for it. So we've got to hire somebody. We used to have some mm -hmm. staff. But because of that reason, people don't know what to write about themselves. Right. They need some help. And sometimes I was sitting with someone at a regional meeting who said that she had a um, brother that was autistic, but in her bio, she had nothing about autism. And I said, why don't you put that in? So I never thought of that, mm -hmm. you know, that to do that. I do uh, autism groups and that, mm -hmm. that would be a great, you know, way to advertise that I do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Norma, what else, what else is a game changer at TLN? So just, you know, you know, jumping on the agent profiler bandwagon, let me tell you, there was 214,000, mm -hmm thousand leads that mm -hmm. came in through our network last year so just keep that in mind and um it's, it's a very popular and very successful program but the other thing i want to add is that you know with over five thousand um, members agency members which make up like ninety-seven thousand advisors when we go to the suppliers to negotiate those benefits that karen mentioned like increased commissions and and amenity and value adds we have the power because we bring the numbers mm -hmm. and they respect us and take us very seriously and we're able to turn that around and offer it to all of your advisors so that they can all take advantage and and leverage those amenities when they're selling to their clients mm -hmm. um but another another advantage of you know, and I think one of the things we do best is actually our marketing. We really know how to do marketing. So so we have our engagement program. And what that is, it is, um, so it's keeping in touch with your past clients. It includes direct mail or email or publications. But how important is it for an advisor, and I see in, in an agent to be in touch with their clients. Mm -hmm. How important now, especially that we're all coming out of the woodworks to make sure we're top of mind aware with those clients. And we do it for the advisor and it's complimentary. It's free. Mm -hmm. um, and we love that because again, the suppliers are the ones that fund these beautiful marketing pieces. Mm -hmm. um, we develop our marketing team is we have a great marketing team and they're so creative and they just make the most beautiful, beautiful direct mail pieces, the most beautiful publications. And we send it out to your advisor's clients on their behalf. But the best thing is that the call to action is always advisor. Mm -hmm. It's never us. It's never the supplier. It's always the advisor. Um, so a great game-changing program to make sure that um, 
do you accomplish retention, that you keep mm -hmm. those clients coming back Loyalty. to you for their mm -hmm. next vacation? And would you say that like a lot of times you'll hear, oh, no, 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 no one, no one does direct mail anymore. But I think it's super effective now because we've shifted a little bit. There was a time where we weren't going to our mailbox and we didn't care about the mail because all we were looking for was that ding in our email that said, you've got mail. Like that was the exciting piece, right? So we wanted all the emails to come in because we got to hear that phrase way back in the day. But now I don't know about you, but I like seeing what's in my mailbox mm -hmm. and I like I going through it. And mm -hmm. I like, I mean, we all get brochures for travel, different mm -hmm. travel things because we just end up on a mass market list. I actually sit down and I look at those pieces, even if it doesn't have my name on it as the travel advisor. So people do really stop and look at those. And I think if you're looking for a, a cost effective way, it's a great tool and you're absolutely right. One of the reasons clients do not come back to agents is not because they did a poor job. It's because they have forgotten about them. Mm -hmm. And the only way to stay top of mind is to market in a reasonable fashion with pieces that spotlight what they are interested in. And that's what the program also gets to do for them. Absolutely. Let's Let's talk about the conference because I think you guys put on a great conference. Mm -hmm. My favorite one, you'd think I would say in Denver, but that wasn't my favorite one. My favorite one was in Universal Studios wow. because um, the the Bumblebee came up on the stage, the big um, transformer. Oh, that's right. And that is one way to start off your morning at eight o'clock in the morning. Like that's that right. got everyone's attention. Yeah. But you have a lot of conferences with really great sessions throughout the week. But right now we're seeing agents post about regional events. What goes on at those events that's maybe a little different or, or you know, doesn't quite look the same as the big conference that's coming up next month in Nashville? Well, I'll give you a couple of ideas and then I'll, I'll pass it over to Norma. So we took a little bit of a different look at the regionals for this year. Um, there's been three in the last three weeks in the Northeast predominantly. And then we'll be going to um, the, the central part of the U.S., Houston, South Central, and then uh, Denver, and also Atlanta in the fall. But we used to do these a lot, and probably some of you on the phone used to go to these, but they have been, they, they've just been remade. There were so many people that were so excited to be there, and I'm sure it's a combination of people who haven't been out, haven't seen a lot of people, you know, because yep. of COVID and this, but there was so much great participation, and we finally said, duh, we have two sets of a advisors or owners, managers uh, that come to these. Some are experienced and some are new. So we finally had the personnel to break it down so that, for instance, for agent profile, we had 101 and 201. And mm -hmm. the one the, the 101s were brand new. They were so excited. And the 201s, we said, okay, everybody pull up your profile. And people were like, oh my goodness, that picture. And what did I write? And when did I fill that out? <laughs> so, after they found it. <laughs> So we, we really put the onus on them and it becomes, instead of spending a lot of time talking, you know, we spent a lot of time talking with them instead of talking at them. Mm -hmm. And that seemed to be so well received by everybody, not all day back to back training, but lots of great training that they could take and, and go forward. And we had a couple of people write us and say, you know, I got three leads off agent uh, profile or I got five leads or I just finished my profile and published it. So um, yeah, we had, uh, it was great, and I'll I'll turn it over to Norma to 
Helen. Yeah, so. these regionals are amazing because they're local, right? So it's easier yeah. for maybe an advisor or an IC to drive to. Um, we look for those markets that it's it's has the most the highest volume of of advisors in the area. But at each regional, we have about a hundred advisors attend, but we also have like thirty um, preferred suppliers that they have the chance to meet these advisors and to talk about their product. We do, like Karen mentioned, our, our fantastic training. Um, staff from TLN is there. We have some of the executives. We have the support services team, the training teams. You know, it's really a full day affair. Mm -hmm. It starts at 10 in the morning and ends at 7 p.m. with this fabulous trade show and a raffle. And, um, and talking about that, I want to give a shout out to uh, several people on your team, um, Carolyn. So, so your regional um, directors did a fabulous job getting many KHM advisors yep. signed up. They really did. And attend. So th I thank them from my heart for their hard work. But um, so in Florida, we had one of your ICs, Jill DeSoto, owner of Just uh -huh. Beach Vacations. And she attended and she was the winner of our $100 gift card. So at the end of the trade show, the suppliers, yeah. you know, give giveaways and we do this raffle. She won $100 from us. Um, and in New Jersey, oh my goodness, I met the lovely Rosemary Freeman. Dreamcatcher dream <laughs> Travel. Yes. And she came up to me after the regionals just to thank me, yeah. thank us, yeah. and just tell, share her feedback on how she enjoyed the event. The knowledge and the skills that she learned throughout the day were just amazing. It was so, impressive. Yeah. yeah. Really oh, impressive. and it's and these are complimentary events, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're funded by the supplier. So the ICs and the advisors and the agency owners just, just, you know, have a great time um, networking and learning. Well, and I think that when you go to something like that, big or small, right? These regional mm -hmm. events are great. You're meeting people that are in your area. Um, mm -hmm. I love meeting people from other agencies to talk about what they're doing, their mm -hmm. best practices. Mm -hmm. I love, um, you know, getting the opportunity to see other agents that um, are within KHM, of course, mm -hmm. and other places that I know. But I also think it's a great opportunity to self-promote. And this is something we've been talking mm -hmm. a lot about lately, is our fear over self-promotion, right? It used to be called bragging. And mm -hmm. no one wanted to be the bragger. But now with social media, especially in our industry, we have to promote ourselves. That's and right. attending events like this and taking a picture with people like yourselves or other suppliers that are there and saying, spending time with such and such, they help me you know, grow my business and work my business to its potential. That gets posted on social media and people start liking it and liking it and start to recognize that this is not your side hustle or your hobby. This is a legit business and you are committed to furthering your education and really working with clients. And it's events like this that help agents understand that, but also their clients understand it more, that this isn't just something, something they decided to do That's on a right. whim. There's a lot that's involved. So I love these things because it allows agents to self-promote in a really effective way. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. We always put some time in there for that. And a that's lot of them did that. Nobody was shy. It was a great group. <laughs> 
Really, right? Remember, there was no shy people. No shy That's people. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, well, ladies, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. For oh, those of you sure. attending the Edge Conference in May in Nashville, you are going to have a great, great uh, time. Look, Don't look forget your boots, yes. your hat, That's and um, you're going to have a great time with some, I'm sure, some fun, fun events. So oh, thank yeah. you both for being here. And I hope well, thank to see you. you. I'll see you at Destination Success this summer. Great. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. As we mentioned at the top of the show, April is Autism Awareness Month. And at KHM and on KHM today, we work really hard to bring information on topics that will impact your business. We try to provide strategies for working with clients with needs so that you are informed and not overwhelmed. And the woman who helps put all this information into tangible pieces is our own Amy Garner. Please welcome her back to KHM today. I feel like, Amy, my screen is getting darker and darker and darker. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, oh, that'll no. be next week's uh, uh, plan to figure out how I can get more light bulbs down here. But thank you for joining us and for being here and being so great at, at providing these tools for us. Of course. I'm so happy to be here. And you just have to head south and come visit me for some sunshine. I know. <laughs> I know that's it. That's it. So let's start because as I was re reviewing some of your notes for today's show, I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. So let's start with what's the difference between Autism Awareness, Awareness Month and Autism Acceptance Month? Yeah, so it's always been Autism Awareness Month, um, but recently it's changed to Autism Acceptance Month. Um, and it's just kind of a linguistic change for the implication that we want to accept autistic people, not just be aware of them, because um, you can be aware of an issue and not not care about it or be aware of something. Um, but also the idea that we're moving away from the stigma that we need to um, change them or that there are puzzle pieces that need to fit in, but that they are accepted into society for exactly who mm -hmm. they are. And I feel like through our suppliers and just the times that I've been in different places, that's exactly the mentality, right? It's not, we do this for you over here. It's, here's what we have for you in the general population. And I just, I, like, that warms my heart. It's true. There's so many suppliers who have incredible programs and I think that a lot of us aren't aware of them, mm -hmm. but it's great because exactly like you said, you know, like Royal Caribbean in their um, kids club area, they are all certified so that, you know, autistic kids can go and enjoy um, and they have special areas if they need them, but so that, that they can just feel like they're, they're on vacation like everyone else. <laughs> right. Right. Which a lot of times that build up to vacation can be hard enough. I mean, my when my daughter was younger, right, and celiac disease was not as commonplace as it was now, you should have seen how I prepared to go on a vacation anywhere, an all-inclusive, a cruise. I would pack a suitcase full of food because <laughs> I was worried that this would not be accommodated or accommodated the right way. Now I have the ability to be much more relaxed on that front because there are so many um, people that understand it, they know it, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. But lead up to vacation can be just as challenging that when you get to that vacation, you want it to be something where you can take a deep breath. Um, let's talk about some of the strategies that you have for working with autistic clients 
or families with autistic adults or children that might fall into this category? Definitely. So I think, you know, we have to remember that autism is a spectrum. So not everybody's going to be the same. But generally speaking, a lot of times it's, you know, helping them identify the potential changes that can happen to their vacation and then also helping them know what to expect. Um, you know, we have two autistic members of my own personal family. So I'm very familiar with this part mm-hmm. um, that when, you know, when we travel, they want to know where we're going to be, where are we going to stop? What does the hotel look like? Mm -hmm. Um, And so helping them anticipate some of those things, providing that information that we really already do. And that's one of the awesome things about using a travel advisor in general um, is that we can really make sure that they feel prepared um, and help them identify those quiet places. Um, That's one of the biggest questions I get for theme park vacations, Mm -hmm. especially is where do I get out of the noise and the crowd, yeah. especially when there's piped in music everywhere? Um, and so helping just with some of those little things can really exactly, like you said, allow them to relax and feel like mm-hmm. they're prepared. How would you, what sort of strategy or what sort of questions would you ask? I think there's there's that one mindset of I'm working with adults and maybe their their child is autistic. But if you have an adult that's autistic, is there a way to, um, is are there buzzwords or something that someone might say? Or is there a delicate way of asking the question so that you have that up front? Um, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, think it, I think it sometimes comes a little bit easier if I was to ask, well, I guess I do ask, is there anyone in the family that might have mobility or dietary issues or any special accommodations that I might need to know about? I guess if I asked it that way, that would apply to adults and children alike. Definitely, definitely. And I think that a lot of adults are afraid to kind of divulge their diagnosis because they're still afraid of that stigma. Right. Um, So a lot of times I listen for things like if they're worried about anxiety, crowds, noise, those kinds of things, especially sensory things, Um, you know, and that extends above and beyond just um, autism, but also for any other sensory needs. Right. So thinking about, um, you know, if I hear them say, oh, I'm anxious about, you know, the crowd size, or I'm worried about how loud it's going to be, that, you know, sometimes then it's an opportunity to just say, you know, okay, should we think about looking for those places, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, looking for a quiet place, or do you want recommendations on good headphones, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and kind of helping them navigate that, because a lot of times they'll tell you what they need, and you just have to kind of help them put the pieces Mm -hmm. together for where, you know. Well, I think of like, you know, just Disney as an example, because they're so wonderful with sharing that document that that tells you where you can go and things like that within the parks. But even as we were talking, I thought, gosh, you know, someone might come to you and say, you know, I want to stay at this hotel because someone recommended it to me. But from what you're saying, maybe the conversation would be, gosh, you know what, you're, you're, you're saying things like noise levels and a little bit of anxiety and crowds you know, you've selected a larger hotel. Maybe we should be looking at one that's just a little bit more, a little bit smaller, might make you feel a little bit more comfortable. Definitely. There's a reason that we always stay at the cabins at Fort Wilderness so that we have our (laughs) own quiet space. (laughs) Um, Because it is, it's, it's hard to find outdoor quiet space sometimes when you're on vacation. Um, And so we always end up at the cabins so that we have our own private patio. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a good, I, you know what, I, I haven't stayed there. I don't know that I've ever stayed there. If it has been, it was, it's been years. Um, we're getting some, um, uh, oh, thank you. We're getting a lot of comments here in the chat that just says, thank you so much. 
you're so helpful when pe people reach out to you. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you yeah. guys so much. It's, yep. it's really a pleasure to be able to help help agents yeah. navigate the side of things. Any other final tips before we let you go on the best ways to to approach this and, and to just become more aware? Yeah, definitely reach out to the suppliers. You know, even just Googling a supplier name with autism might pull up a page that you don't find right away um, because a lot of them have so many incredible resources. Um, Royal Caribbean and Disney Cruise Line, a lot of the cruise lines have social story booklets that you can print out at home, um, you know, mail to your client or email them. Um, that will walk the um, guest through all the different things that they might encounter through their vacation. Um, and that's just such a simple, easy resource that can totally change the course of somebody's vacation. Right. Well, and how wonderful, you know, we get to do such a fantastic job and boy, to be able to help someone who might have anxiety over traveling to be able to put all those things in place and help them feel confident about their trip and all will go well. And then they'll come back to you time and time again and refer others to you. I just think that's, it's a really important place to be in this industry right now. Absolutely. So Amy, thank you so much for your time and your talent. Of course. Thank you, Carolyn. I'm sure we'll see you next month. Definitely. <laughs> enjoy the rest of your day and the sun. Oh, I'm not the you. least bit jealous. I'll go Denise, enjoy I'm my laughing. Degrees. Yeah, Denise is, Denise is saying it's a snow day in northern Minnesota today. Our schools were either closed or e-learning. Oh, I'm oh so sorry. Oh. <laughs> I think we, thankfully, are past that time frame, but you never know. So Don't thank you so it. much for your time. Thank you. See you soon. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you to Travel Leaders Network for being here. And of course, Amy Garner for always sharing her, her insight and her expertise. Thank you to our show sponsors, especially Apple Leisure Group. Next week, you guys, we're talking pickleball with Vicki Freed and our own Annette Barnett. It's going to be a lot of fun. So don't forget to join us next week. Same time, same bat channel, 3 p.m. here on KHN's YouTube channel. You guys have a great rest of your week and happy selling.